Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Scott Patton, the Dean of Blogonomics and Pedology. And I'm really, really excited because we're going to be talking about Google, Yahoo, Twitter's new CEO, iPhone apps, and how to make sure you've got a good reputation online. So uh, I want to welcome to the call my good friend Mike Rotkin, the SEO champion. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing, Scott. Great. Thanks a lot. I'm doing well, Scott. Thanks for having me on the show again. Oh, it's a pleasure. Everyone says, get that mic back on. The information is awesome. So uh, the big news today, I think, is that uh, Google is talking about buying Twitter. There's a rumor going around that a deal is in the works, and uh, they're talking, and there could be an announcement coming up. You heard it here first, folks. So what do you think of Google and Twitter? You know, um, well, Scott, it's very interesting because it's like um, I, I think it's I think Google buying Twitter would be a great buy as long as they buy it for the appropriate price because Twitter doesn't have really any advertisement on there and Google can monetize it. But um, you know what's interesting is I wanted just to touch on and you know we can get on uh, later. There was an article that me and you chatted about a while ago that it talked about if Google did buy um, the original you know twenty five thousand high volume websites that they would take over a lot of keywords and they can cut the middleman out. So what's happening is is actually this news of Google trying to buy Twitter. Um, and they that was just rumored before. But you know what it was? Google was so – Google, this news originally came out, the rumor came out when Barack Obama was running for president. And Google's CEO got so involved with backing Barack Obama I think that company started thinking of themselves as the whole world solution and not trying to capture their, uh, you know, their, um, their traffic there because, you know, Scott, you know what's crazy is, uh, you know, we talked last week about, um, Facebook, um, taking over Google's traffic if they literally put a search engine in because if they have more visitors than Google. Yeah. You know, well, and, um, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I, I noticed that according to the Business Insider, uh, they're they're recommending that they buy Twitter for a billion dollars and uh, a billion, a billion. I, I think holy smokes that w- that would be. Uh, I don't know if I believe Oof. that or not, but uh, what they're talking about is Google needs a new uh, area of growth, and of course that that's what's happening with Twitter right now is just exploding, and uh, exactly. Yeah, you know, well, a billion. I'm, I'm, you know, funny. You mentioned a billion. I, I was going to actually put an estimate that they could settle at six, seven hundred because it's a buyer's market and Twitter doesn't have a lot of revenue. But I completely agree. They need a new, uh, new avenue because I know what you wanted that we were talking about talking in the future. Yahoo has a new CEO now. And um, it's, it's a lady. I forgot the lady's name, but Mad Money came out yesterday. He's a popular stock guy on 35, and I watch him sometimes because the guy's so hyped up, and he, you know, throws things all around. But he said that he said that Yahoo's doing such, you know, so so many great things because the man speaks to Apple CEOs and Yahoo CEO. And what it was is that the 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 the, the founder, um, I forgot the gentleman's name, Asian man. Uh, he founded a Yahoo. He stepped down recently because some of these core guys don't want to let the core values go. So, so since me and you chatted about MSN, you know, um, possibly having that deal with Yahoo, that's that's kind of obvious right now. And they're in Yahoo's doing well, and then now Google all of a sudden wants to buy Twitter for you for you said a billion dollars. Yeah, well, you know, what's to try interesting to capture. about 
about the billion dollars is that Google generates about a billion dollars in cash every two months. So if the whole Oof. thing flopped, they would just sort of say, oops, you know, I uh, wrote off two, two months worth of uh, revenue, too bad. <laughs> you know, that's just unbelievable when you think about those dollars, right? Yeah, exactly. It's two months of ads. That'd be so smart if they bought Twitter. I mean, I, I honestly, be, between me and you and the rest of everybody listening, they could take that billion and, and I, if I were them, I'd buy actually websites that had major keywords, you know, that were typed in a million, two million times a month and then possibly um, do something with that. But I mean, they, you know, between me and you two and, and everybody else, they have so much money where they can buy Twitter and then go buy, you know, 30 websites that rank for the highest keywords, you know, that are number one and aren't moving, you know, and that's what they should do because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking too is, is Google's going to have to do something. They're all over. They're going to make money, but what they're going to lose money in on is that pay-per-click advertising the next uh, two to three quarters because a lot of people are, are doing tests. Plus, oh, there's been a big buzz around here that uh, that pay-per-click and a lot of ads, uh, money's being spent on MSN now because MSN is really combating Google because Google was trying to get into the GPS and, 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 the, and, and, and Android phones and all that, and I think they were thinking of little petty stuff. Their search engine was their was their gold, you know, and and I think that's what they're trying to do too. Is you know probably with Twitter is just try to capture the, well that entire list, you know, and and eventually let let's say this happens if Google buys Twitter, I'd imagine within two three months we're going to see an email from uh, from Google saying uh, you know something to the effect that they're going to offer something really cool or try to get more people on, but you know Twitter's just a messaging system. It's not like a Facebook. And see, I was thinking, you know, in the really big eyes, they should have, before Microsoft went in, should have bought, you know, more of parts of Facebook or, or even social networking sites. You know, Twitter is a big, it's a big, it's a big site, but people are only on there to get what's off their mind and just to look what's on their mind. You know, so I, I'm trying to see the advertising too in it, you know, it, what's in it for Google. Well, it's going to be hard for them to post Google ads on Twitter because when you look at what most well most of the people I follow and people that follow me there's not a lot of relevant keywords uh, on <laughs> these conversations right like I don't know what they would stick up on there that would make somebody want to click on the ads and uh, I yeah also that's have true to say too that one of the things that's really nice about the internet is it's still kind of um, a cottage industry, if I can put it that way. Yes, there are people like Google that are making billions of dollars every couple of months, but there's still, you know, millions of people that get on. They have their small little sites and everything else, and and it's kind of nice that Twitter is not owned. It's independent, I guess, would be a good way to put it. And I, I would really be kind of sad if there was all of a sudden, and I can see it happening. It's starting to happen now. Consolidation going on, like has happened in, say, the grocery industry. When you when you look at, you know, a hundred years ago, you would go and there would be a little baker, and there'd be a butcher, and there'd be a candlestick maker, and there'd be a dry goods, and you would go to all these little shops, and you'd know the people. And then now, of course, you. You've got the Walmarts, the big box stores, right? And it's kind of nice going to Craigslist or Twitter or Facebook or even MySpace, even though it's now owned by eBay. And uh, I think it's owned, owned by maybe it's eBay. not owned by eBay. Wow. No, I don't think MySpace is owned by eBay. What am I talking about? I'm getting confused with Skype. But you get these huge companies, and they start gobbling up all the smaller companies. And uh, usually, what you end up having is a kind of a generic result. Uh, 
and mm. and that's yeah, one of the things and, that it would be really sad, right? You know, if there's just if it's kind of Twitter and it's you know it's <laughs> I'm just looking at <laughs> you know Google I can see logo that happening. Into tw- yeah, and and you know that's really sad. Uh, you know, on the other hand, hey. I build a site, I call it Twitter, and the next thing you know, i got billions of people on it, and Google comes along and wants to give me a billion bucks, I think I'd probably say yes too, right? Because yeah. they're starving. You know, I mean, they've got a 30 employees. How do they make any money with the thing? I don't know, right? Uh, yeah. Google wants to give us money. You know, and, it, and you get into these bubble things again too, right? Like, what is the value of Twitter? Well, you've got all these people tweeting. So what? You know, and from a business standpoint, is this really a business or is this just a social phenomenon? Exactly. And plus, with all the hackers, like, since it's not so easy for somebody to set up a profile and there's no thresholds, I mean, it's so easy for them to get spam like crazy that now they're going to spend more money on, on hiring technical people. And you don't know, I thinking, Scott, what do you think of, instead of Google buying Twitter, why don't they just figure out another idea? They have so much money, they can employ a thousand coders, pop them right in that office in Mountain View, and have them figure out a couple ideas. Plus, here's the thing, which I don't understand. It makes not a, a sense out of a penny of nothing of why they haven't done that, because guess what? They can use every leverage they have. Like if you type in, like I've noticed what Google's starting to do, which I don't know why they didn't do it four years ago. That's like you owning your own house and you don't even want to go use the restroom in it or take a shower. They, you know, they, they start, Google starts to start to putting up ads like when you, you know, talk about like buying uh, um, advertising and buying affiliate advertising. Now they're putting up their own ads. It's like, uh, hello, genius, took you a couple years to figure out uh, that you can use your own space. So, why don't they use that? That's what I don't know. Why, you know, they're buying a company for a billion dollars, especially when pay-per-click's kind of a little bit on the downside. Why don't they use their own ads and come out with their own dating site, not like I want them to because I'm in the dating industry, but um, come out with something right. different because they have to traffic. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's really interesting because they're, there's, it's like they have blind spots when you look at... Uh, they're they're into a lot of stuff. I mean, I think they're taking a couple pot shots at Microsoft with kind of an online Word and PowerPoint and spreadsheets and that sort of stuff. But uh, and I think there's their Google Documents and and that sort of stuff. But it seems to me interesting that they don't, uh, you know, maybe do more on their own directory, do more on their own. Uh, well, their own browser, Google Chrome, right? If you get yeah. the Google toolbar, you can't install it in Google Chrome yet. It's not compatible. So, you know, yeah. I'd be putting a lot of uh, of my time and effort into – because here's – I mean, what would be the ideal situation? The ideal situation would be for me to be able to come and visit you in Vegas, get on your computer, log into my Google account, pull up all of my documents, all of my mm-hmm. spreadsheets – all of my uh, website projects and all that stuff and be able to work in a native environment online on all of that stuff. And then you say, you know what, Scott, a buddy of mine's got a little plane. We're going to fly down to Phoenix. So we fly to Phoenix and, uh, you know, I get a hotel room there. I log into the the computer in the in the hotel room. And uh, or onto the internet in the hotel room, and boom, there's all my stuff. I can work away on it. So basically, it turns into a paperless, a computerless almost. Like I, as long as there's a computer that I can get onto, I don't have to worry about, you know, forgetting my 
any information at home when I'm traveling, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great point. And then you just make it so that you can, like you and I are say we're working on a project and and everything is all centralized in this hub, and you get on and look at stuff, I get on and look at stuff, and I don't have to f- email you attachments of stuff. It's all like right there. And to make that, and now that's just two people, like just expand that to, uh, you know, a Google size operation, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, where you've got like 50 people working on a project and they keep going in and they, they make comments and, uh, you know, all the rest of it. You've got, you, you have your blogger, you have your blog, you've got your interactivity, you've got your ability to make changes, uh, undo the changes, right? Okay. <laughs> My version and your version, right? Yeah. <laughs> All those sorts of things, and then and then you could even get into the tax season, right? Well, you you put all your information in, and it just figures it all up. And of course, every tax season, the uh, rules and everything and the amounts are all updated. And uh, and just imagine if you had all of that. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I'd want Google to have all that information at its beck and call, but I mean, there's just so many ways that they could make life easier for people. And uh, and go after some of these larger. I mean, go after the large accounting firm. Go after uh, Microsoft. Yeah, make, make them. Yeah, make them use Google instead of you know Office. And and you know, I was thinking too is you know what you know what's interesting. And um, I have I have I have had I have a Gmail account since it kind of first came out, and that was one of Google's biggest things. They kind of really did to re to refocus everybody on themselves because, you know, people always use Google because they know all the info's in there. But then I do, you know, all the studies I've done, I've done quite a bit. People will go jump to Yahoo majority of the time, then MSN, and then they'll probably come back to Google. But the thing is what I, I never understood is with Gmail, that was Gmail was originally Google's internal mailing system, that Gchat, all that stuff. They had okay. that out for three years. Before it came out, I believe it was three years, but I know for a fact that was their internal system. So it's like, you know, in the technology area where the economy is garbage, why don't they just roll out some huge, you know, just like what you mentioned, you know, filing taxes. They, why don't they, you know, they're so huge, they already have, they, they, they know Barack Obama because they supported him. Why don't they just sign a deal with the IRS stating you can file secure through Google? Who's not going to believe that Google is going to leak out their information? Everybody's going to believe that's the safest connection in the world, you know? Yep, yep, and absolutely. It's like, why don't they do those types of things, I'm thinking? And they're going to go buy Twitter. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but... Yeah, maybe maybe me and you should uh, kind of try to be in charge of Google for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, and you know, like you take you take the Google Talk, sorry, the Google Mail, the Gmail. It there's a Google Chat function in it, right? And mm-hmm. there's also a Google Talk function and a video talk function. So you're kind of going after kind of the Skype guys, right? Yeah. I mean, when when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s. The uh, Jetsons was the cartoon, and nobody had a phone. They would dial huh. up, and then you would see the person, and it was like all video. You would see the person and talk to them, right? And that hasn't quite happened yet where we've got that. But the closest thing is, in my opinion right now, is Skype. And Google Talk has some of that stuff going on too. But you make that so that it's just mainstream. You get online. You're talking to somebody. 
through Google Talk. You can see them, and they're moving, you're moving. And the trick is, of course, to handle that huge bandwidth so the calls don't get dropped, so that the, uh, the video is of good quality. And all of a sudden, you're going to, you know, because that could be something that you could transport onto a BlackBerry, right? So all of yeah. a sudden, through, and I don't know that, that I, the iPhone would, would, I don't know Google and iPhone, uh, Apple, whether they would, you know, be talking or not, but certainly if you talk to uh, Nokia or uh, Sony Ericsson or the BlackBerry people and just said, you know what, you just have it, so click on talk and go through go through our, our Google uh, video service and, uh, you know, there'll be a premium for it, right, when you're on the phone. But now, and then, and, and make your phone so that it's got a camera pointing at you, <laughs> right? So, so it's like a little bit more like a mic and bigger, bigger speakers, right? So it's like you hold it out, you look at the screen, the screen's looking at you, and the other person's looking at their screen, so you see them, they see you, and you're talking to each other. Now, how cool would that be? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that would be a great way to use uh, use their resources. Oh yeah, definitely, Cause, definitely. Cuz you're creating something new, right? You want to mm-hmm. create something new, something bigger, something better. Uh just buying up, you know, some guy that's got a couple hundred million people visiting his site every day is I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Well, I mean, no. it makes sense, but it's just this consolidation, right? Like what's to stop somebody from saying, "Okay, um I'm I'm in the uh, chess industry business, right? Like you know, I I put on chess tournaments, so why don't I do a Twitter for chess people, right? Because these things will all fragment. Because I don't want to be on Twitter because you know it's whatever, right? But oh, chess tweet, sign me up because uh, all of a sudden I'm going to be talking about all with all my buddies about chess. Great. You know, that's true. That's that's a very good point. Small, take a small niche, right? Niche, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah. I think I think that's part of the problem is you get this big thing, and it's like MySpace. The problem with MySpace was it, it didn't realize that it was for artists, and so it started, you know, trying to attract all these different types of people that just no, it's for artists. <laughs> you know, if you're an artist, go on MySpace. You're on MySpace, right? If you're, a, you know, internet marketer, you're long gone from MySpace or. Or uh, any other, bit, you know, realtors or whatever. No, it's, that's not that's not the image. That's not uh, that's not what it's about, right? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere else. Yeah, because my MySpace was first like, uh, oh, put your um, first. I remember they wanted all the, uh, you know, the, um, the the country singers, rock and roll guys, everybody to make their pages on there. And it was all the guys that didn't have a website to put the bloggers. And then a lot of the high schoolers attacked it for dating. And then, and of course, the spammers got a hold of it and just completely destroyed it. Where, man, you, you know, um, uh, Scott, there's so many things that MySpace could even have done because MySpace was bought by, I think, Rupert Murdoch? I, I don't know. I, I know it was bought by a big company that owns a lot of either television rights or so, but... Um, they could have done a lot of more, a lot of different things and controlled that because Facebook really shouldn't even I mean shouldn't have blown up the way it did. I don't know how it did. I really well, don't you know how. I I think the reason it did is because it got bought up. It got bought up by people that didn't know the culture, that didn't know what was going on, and just kind of got abandoned. And that's the that's the danger of no matter how good we think and how competent we feel Google is when it goes and buys Twitter. If it does, 
You know, mm-hmm. is it going to change that culture and uh, and change things to or not support it in such a way that all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're going to go some to something else, right? Mm-hmm. It'll lose its momentum, and I and I really think that when you have large, large companies throwing huge bucks at small properties, because really, what is Twitter but you know a page that everyone just types in a little bit. Yeah. Not particularly. Hard. I mean, it's not like it's hard to do, right? They don't have any proprietary. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and the development—it's not hard to remake Twitter e- either. But I mean, of course, it's hard to get all those followers. And maybe they're buying it for the database. Maybe they're buying it for. Uh, maybe they're buying it because somebody else doesn't buy it. I, and and maybe you know, I think that could be a big possibility. Do you think they're buying Twitter because uh, they don't want Yahoo or MSN to buy them for a billion? Possibly. That's that. Definitely could be because uh, that'd be the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. a billion well, particularly dollars. when there's no ads on it, right? Like, I mean, it's not like they're going to yeah. lose a major ad source, and and if there was ads on it, like, how would how would you know what you're supposed to put ads about on it anyway, right? Yeah, and then if they could do something crazy and start charging a dollar per month for each user and lose about seventy five percent of the people that. Well, you know, if they, yeah, like you said, if they make a billion dollars every two months, then, uh, you know, it's only two months of rent they're throwing away. But, um, but, but for, for a billion dollars, I mean, you can really come up with, you know, I've always heard that, and I wanted to throw this out there because I've never really said this public, but I do know some, uh, um, some, a lot, quite a people throughout the years that work for MSN, and, you know, they have the Nobel Prize winners, but MSN, and, they're, they're another one that they're actually, I think they're really going to start rolling out the technology. They have technology that they are holding back for big economies that they've literally created five to seven years ago of, you know, of these types of Skype devices, like what we use as Skype right now, MSN was using internally, geez, back in like 2000. Stuff like that is, it's flyer companies holding back on it now. Offer the technology free. Let everybody jump on like Skype, like, uh, like Twitter. And then when they do jump on, then hit them with the couple ads too because MSN, Google, and Yahoo can all get away with making a brand new company, getting a whole bunch of people on and putting their ads up. Because if people yeah. know it's a Google company, they're going to deal with looking at those ads. You know, if they see Twitter all of a sudden is, you know, putting a whole bunch of ads up and, you know, people don't know Google bottom, you know, that it might deter people only to want to do it on their cell phone because you can tweet by a cell phone and, you know, which is kind of cool and, you know, and you can actually, you know, it's funny, you can actually put more words in the, through the cell phone. And so it's pretty funny how they uh, change the thresholds and change the rules a little bit, you know, right. but, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's going to be interesting because, um, you know, um, like, well, you know, Warren Buffett was just on one of the biggest businessmen, and a lot of people are saying that companies need to spend money and do good marketing and stuff. And um, Warren Buffett, actually, he was the one who said, buy yourself into the industry if you don't own it. So, you know, buying Twitter, like you said, is just buying one small. It's, it is a big website, but it's a, it's a website that could be just like, not even like a MySpace, because Twitter people, they only have a very little amount of information, you know, on their site. And, yeah. yeah, they have all those links, and they have all the leverage. But since Google's the biggest search engine, they're not buying it for leverage as far as trying to get themselves bigger and get Twitter bigger because it's already a page rank eight or nine with probably the most links out of, you know, out of every site except for a search engine, I'm thinking. So I'm, I'm wondering to see how this story is going to unfold and see how much it's sold for. Yeah, and also yeah. what is 
what is the value of it? it yeah. You know, we, we're talking about a billion bucks, and okay, so you do that so MSN doesn't buy it. Well, you know, that's kind of like buying a, so- a football team in in Brazil so that the NFL doesn't expand there or something. I mean, I don't, that may not be a good analogy, but it's just kind of like, it just doesn't make sense to me uh, because, uh, you know, are those people not, you know, if you go and you're on Twitter, where are you going to go when you want to search the in, the Internet? You're going to go to Google or Yahoo or MSN, and it's not going to make much difference uh, who owns Twitter in terms of which one you're going to go to. So exactly. it's, not, it's not like goodwill. It's not like they're taking away... <laughs> It's not like what yeah. we were talking about with Facebook, where you know Facebook can have such highly targeted ads that they could end up blowing away uh, the AdWords stuff, right? I mean, the, the, to me, that would be a far would make far more sense. To and of course, the M, um, MSN or Microsoft is already in there, so uh, what, it just seems to me like there's a lot of money, and uh, you know, it's not like if Yahoo owned Twitter, would that be scary to Google? I don't see how it possibly could be. Um, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't think it would. You know, you know what I was thinking. Uh, you know what I was thinking about is like in Canada, and you know, NHL is huge for you guys, and hockey, and it is down here too for us. Why would Google think about that? It just made me think about this, and I had to tell you this real quick too. Why would Google, instead of buying Twitter, let's say, why would Google not want to maybe pay twenty-five, fifty million dollars to all the teams in you know in Canada total, you know, to be able to broadcast live through Google's uh, through Google's uh, new interface where you sit there and you get to watch the hockey game. I don't know if they're blacked out or they're not, or you mm-hmm. get to see inside yeah. previews, but that's what I'm thinking is why would they not do, why would they not try to take out the original big guys, which are televisions and uh, and radio and commercial? Well, you, there's Google Video and Google owns YouTube, right? Yeah. So imagine what sort of traffic you could get if you could stream Hockey games, NCAA games, NFL games, NBA games through Google Video. Europe Soccer, it, yep, Europe Soccer. That's another. I mean, even to do a deal with Europe Soccer with with that whole, you know, with the whole shebang up there, their association would only cost probably twenty five, fifty million tops. So instead of doing that, they can lock up the entire sports arena, which is bigger than Twitter, and and then in return, everybody would use Google even more than they do. You know, I would definitely jump on to watch some hockey games on Google. I had to go on to, um, uh, you know, CBS Sports to watch NCAA Madness. Funny, I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, last year they charged for it. And I, I actually said last year, I said, you know what, I thought they were going to offer free. I guarantee next year it will be free. So it was so funny because you got Coke and all these people advertising uh, on impressions, and I'm kind of laughing with my buddies. They know I'm the Internet guy. And I'm thinking, how much of these guys, Coke, paying to, be, uh, to have their same banner on the side of the game you're watching the whole time? You know, just literally, I mean, they're they're paying all this amounts of money and you know and, and and it's streaming video so it works out to both advantages by by doing that just on a regular scale because I forgot how much it is um, either the NCAA um, CBS yeah CBS pays the NCAA X amount of dollars well Google can outbid every single network yeah it could be a monopoly they might have to go to court but if they just do one sports arena at a time I mean every almost you know, let's say maybe 60% of the world loves sports. That's still a lot of people nation worldwide, you know? That's right. That's right. 
And you could do the same thing for things like NASCAR. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a ton of them out here in the U.S., a ton of fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and then you can uh, archive. Yeah, why doesn't Google have a NASCAR decal on there? <laughs> there you go. Why doesn't Google have a decal? No one else does on NASCARs. There you go. They could have their own car. Yeah, exactly. Call it the Gmail car. We'll get you the your get, we'll get your lap faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we got a motor called Lightning Speed. That's right. Okay, so we've uh, we set out the business plan for Google for the next ten years. Uh, we'll be sending them an invoice uh, shortly. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, if nothing else, I, I'm hoping that they will let us have lifetime free searches. What do you think? Yeah, I hope so too. I hope they don't charge us for the searches, you know. Definitely, or at least charge us for Twitter, you know. That's right. That's right. So one other thing before we sign off uh, sure. is I, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, reputation, online reputation, because sometimes people will, uh, you know, they give it a service or whatever, and for no no fault of their own, they have an unhappy customer. And unlike uh, before the Internet, if you had an unhappy customer, about the worst they could do was send a letter to the editor who would you know, think about whether or not he wanted to print it. Uh, but here uh, in today's society and in, in the Internet world, uh, if I don't like something that somebody did, I can go to a number of sites and uh, put the whole story of what happened up. And, of course, the search engines uh, will find it, will... Uh, index it, and then when someone is searching on that company, those sort of articles uh, or complaints will show up, and of course that can be damaging to somebody's reputation. Oh yeah, oh, oh drastically. Yeah, I'd like to touch on that a little bit. Um, I actually, I own a reputation um, a company, CEO reputationmanagement.com um, you know, and then there's a few others that filter in, but I, I, I started it because I started seeing a lot of um, I started seeing a lot of negative posts, and I read an article two years ago saying that in the in the depression that people are automatically are you know kind of upset too because of what's going on, and then if they feel that all the people that have cheated them out through the years, you know it's interesting, Scott. Just to point out something brief, I've noticed like when I've been going out to very good restaurants or not good restaurants, um, the level of customer service has increased drastically in the United States here um, as far as we're on that because, you know, that's something a lot of people took for granted. But but what that said is, is, is people want to complain. Like in Vegas here, they have on TV um, where you can call in and rant and you can call and complain. Oh, yeah. And, huh? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Isn't that crazy? So I was thinking, so, so here's the thing to, if you're a company out there or you're a website and you're a blog, um, you know, and if, if you're kind of, uh, you know, if you're talking about controversy, I guess it'll play one against the other. But let's say if you're selling products, be, just be very careful. And also, you know, the biggest thing is a lot of people that I know that own, um, that are celebrities or, or they own their own company, they constantly type in their name or their company's name. And always just keep track of that top ten in Google and Yahoo and even MSN too because that can really, I had a uh, client call me and told me that, Two people made false reports against them, and they're, it's costing them thirty thousand a month in revenue. And I told them, I said, "Okay, well, uh, you know, how come you didn't? How, how come you're waiting, you know, this long to get it taken care of?" But it's just like shock; they don't know what to do. And, and I actually just got out of a meeting with a venture capitalist 
um, at the Venetian Hotel, by the way, this morning. And um, he didn't really, you know, he understands the Internet quite a bit. Um, but what he didn't understand is the magnitude of, of, of what these people can do if you really make them mad because we were talking about reputation management. And here's the thing is, is, is people, this is a fact. It's like, let's say you make one person mad or you deny their loan or something, they go and rant. If they're really upset and they're going to get kicked out of their home, they're going to go tell a couple of their friends, hey, do me a favor, buddy, I'm losing my Internet connection. I'm going to send you this link. Please go make your own post. So now you're dealing with their friends. But the good news is is usually people that are so mad at somebody forget about how mad they are after a week or two. But the bad news is is Google did say they're not removing any um, negative reputations that could be false or defamatory. Before, you used to be able to report it to Google abuse, and then they would determine if the person, you know, if it was under your trademark, or they would remove it. Now they're not removing anything, and I think we talked about that before. So um, Lee Auden and, and a few other, um, you know, experts that I, I respect in the SEO industry, um, and uh, actually Andy Beal. Andy Beal's big on reputation management. And um, it's funny, Andy Beals just just followed me like last week, so maybe he's listening to our show. I'm sure they are. You know, a lot of those guys. But Andy Beal, uh, he's written his own books, but he's very smart, and he he was the one who just was going on and talking about how to really secure your reputation. And and it's it, what it is. It's just you know, it's like an eight step process. It's just like another thing. It's like if you have ten rooms in your house and you got to vacuum every room every day and and clean around. That's just what you got to do every day. So um, it's it's nuts because it's going to get out of control because some of these websites outrank like like let's say somebody made a rant against BankofAmerica.com. There is a company called RipoffReport.com out there that has a high that has a high ranking and somehow their listings get in within a day or two and they actually don't screen their um, they don't screen their uh, the people they don't screen any of the comments which is really bad and that's why they're wanted in 40 states. For extortion, but I think they're overseas, so you know, um, you know, so they're probably never going to get caught. But the whole point of we, what I'm saying is, is, if you is is just be very careful of these. Uh, if you see postings against your against your company, do do not engage. My my personal my personal advice says do not do not respond to that. Call the appropriate person, which you know would be me or or Andy Beal or. You know, um, you can go to seochampion.com and just fill out a form and, um, you know, and just contact me, but you do not want to respond because when you engage, what you're doing is you're not, you're not responding to defend yourself. You're actually triggering the spiders to say, hey, this page has been updated. Please re-index it higher. And now you're, right. you're double, uh, you know, I don't want to say you're the word, but. You're making it worse. Yeah, you're making you're it worse. It exactly. Worse. Yeah. It's not, it's not helping. Exactly. A lot of people don't understand uh, exactly what it is that you're talking about, which is, you know, if somebody posts something on one of these sites and then you go and post a correction, uh, it it just makes that more visible. And oftentimes, people with, you know, in the public relations area of business where they want to do damage control and that sort of stuff, oftentimes Mm. when something happens, they'll just say, keep your mouth shut, put your head down, and let it blow over because oftentimes the worst thing you can do is, uh, is you know, yell and scream about it, if I can put it that way, right? Yeah. 
That's and that's a good word to call it is damage control. And you know, you're right. I didn't explain it too too very well, but I, I, I will say this: the best thing, the best way to combat it, which Andy Beal says too, is put out positive news. Don't yeah, do duck. Um, don't respond. You know, dodge the bullets. But at the same time, um, set up your little booby traps around the little dynamite sticks. But those dynamite sticks are press releases and positive news. Create more social sites. Um, you know, like, I'll give you an example. Somebody just hired me because there was about 80 websites that were rip-off report against them. So somebody spent five to ten grand to hit the heck out of this person. So somebody just hired me to build out 200 social sites. So, and then after I submit those social sites, um, every one of those social sites will have that company's name. Now, somebody's going to have to break through the top five to ten pages. So if you're on a larger scale, and you're getting, you know, a th- you're getting like 5,000 inquiries a month, and you're processing those in sales or wherever, and you know, you have a 2% bad rate, which is just normal. And let's say you get about six to eight of those, you know, um, you know, you're, that's the that's the best way to combat it is is definitely don't respond and just, you know, of course respond if 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 it was your fault, and you know, offer a refund if you can, and just offer to to make up. And and I would even post I would even post that on boards and just say, you know, um, we have like a, a one-tenth of unhappy customers and, you know, we do give them money back and, you know, it just depends how bad you've been hit, but the best thing to do is issue out positive news. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, the very first thing you want to do, and and I think this is a really good point that you brought up, is you want to look after your customer, right? If a customer is upset about something, yeah, like, you know, Sorry, what you know? What can I do to make it better? And if you do everything that you can think of to make it better, and it doesn't make it better, then uh, uh, you know, so, you know, sorry, uh, you know, I, I, we did everything that we could. But if you do make it better and the customer is happy, then definitely, you know, post on those spots where the where the complaints are and say, yeah, you know, we had a we had a problem, and this is what we did, and here's the rest of the story, and. Because you don't, because if you, and if that person is happy now, then uh, then you, that's about as much damage control as you're going to be able to do on those sites. Exactly, and I wanted to say one thing going off this, going into the future in three to five years, people are going to be paying attention very close to complaints online, and and what you just mentioned is what we kind of were chatting about was to go ahead and put. Um, a lot of, and I've spoken to some CEOs about this, and they do not agree with what me and you just mentioned. But um, I'm still going to agree definitely that that someone, if they resolve the situation, they should talk about how you know um, this customer wasn't. Let's say they were offering a service, and you know the customer came in and he paid his money, and you know, and, and he didn't see like letter A on the con, letter B on the contract that said he had to have a business license or something. So he felt his time was wasted. You know, and his time's worth 500 in his mind, and he paid you 200. So you only offer him 200 back. So he's still upset about the five, but he says okay. So you can kind of write that because you know what's going to happen is, and what I encourage all companies, and I said these to these CEOs, build your own rant blog. Don't let somebody post against you on somebody else's blog because if they do it on yours, you can control it. Right. You know, or right. set up a dummy company private and call it uh let's say you're um you know let's say you sell hockey gear you know somebody got upset because there was one letter missing from east jersey you know set up you could set up um um have you been scammed by hoppy hockey merchandise company please file here and you own that 
and then that's another niche too. So that's like my way of combating it. I, I have a couple of those um, live actually and a couple in the works. Um, and one of them is an SEO company. Is is um, I've uh, I've built a company to um, combat SEO fraud and where people can list of all the people that have done them wrong and which websites and why they feel that way. But these are all going to be reviewed by um, you know by by an expert, which will originally be myself when I look at it, and then I'll probably pass it around you know a little bit. But I just that's kind of like a rough idea on how to you know to help out within your own industry. Like if I'm an internet marketing. I want to own an internet marketing ramp blog. Uh, it could be crazy, it could be nuts, but at the same time, you're helping the industry out, and at the same time, you know, you can even control your own press. Because here's the whole thing: is you're not, it, you're, you're not really like what I've experienced is is yes, you're going to have your competitors attack you, but then you're just going to have jealous people that, um, which you know, we all have jealous tendencies as humans, I guess. Um, that that are upset of how far you've excelled or where you've been, and they just want to light you up and write five, ten posts against you. So that that's the one thing, you know, the legitimate fair stuff. Okay, that's fair game. But when people get out of control because maybe you didn't do a deal with them or you didn't include them in something, and then they go nuts and post against you, that's kind of where my mentality of having uh, an industry-controlled uh, ramp blog for your own industry, if you're a big enough company. Um, it'd be really good, and you don't even have to be a big company. You can actually just make a separate blog about it, and then just write um, this is to help control our industry, and just put it on private. So if somebody wants to complain about your X Y Z company, and you know it's on private, they won't know you on the blog. And that's how you oh, can start right. for even pennies. Yep, and that's a really good idea. And of course, the biggest thing is just doing the best that you can with your customer service, so that. Uh, if they've got a problem, you look after it right away and, and keep them as happy as you can. But if you can't, then you really have to be aware of the potential damage that can occur to your reputation uh, if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's for sure. And it can hit really bad. I've heard some, some bad case studies of companies losing millions of dollars, you know, over um, just – and it's going to be interesting. It really is. And, you know, you think with all the biggest um, companies in the world, you got Citibank and Bank of America. I mean, how many people, let's say for these foreclosures, I mean, how many people are ranting about all the foreclo- all the mortgage companies that haven't went broke yet? You know, those are, it's, yeah. it's, it's out of control right now, and it's going to get even more crazy. Just be careful not to fall in the loop of it. That's right. That's right. You know, for all the users well, out there. Great. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. We really, uh, really appreciate having you on the show as usual. And if you uh, want to keep up to date on the latest in search engine optimizing, head over to seochampion.com forward slash blog because that's where you've got uh, all of the latest and greatest things that are going on, right? Yeah, exactly. And next week, I know we, we're going to talk about iPhone apps, but next week uh, it's going to be interesting about those iPhone apps, you know, and on how many downloads and how there's opportunities to make money out there. And I want to thank yes. you, too, for bringing me on the show. <laughs> My pleasure, Mike. And uh, if you've got any questions for Mike or myself, you could head over to www.askscottpatton.com, leave some comments, and uh, we'll talk about them in our next episode. And uh, that's it for this time. So any last words, Mike, before we head off? Uh, no, I think that's... Uh, that that's about it. I just wanted to just clarify, like my blog, because I um, I didn't get the 301. It's seoChampion.com forward slash SEO blog. I know we've I mentioned it as this that. blog. 
No problem, but you know what? I asked my um, one of my lead developers to put that in and 301 it specifically for the because um, I was getting a lot of people that sent them to my main site. But I did want to mention if there is anybody out there that's very curious in iPhone apps, um, you know we're we're running a, a special that will beat any reasonable rate, and that's just on Scott's show. So if you're interested in an iPhone app, which we'll be talking about next week, just go to SEOChampion.com and. You know, just write in that you listen to the show because, um, you know, I am giving discounts because I get calls once in a while and somebody told me they didn't listen to me and Scott Patton talk. I'm, you know, more obligated not to give them a discount. So um, I do build iPhone apps, so just keep that in mind because that's, that's, that's going to be the big hit that we're going to chat about, you know, next week too. Right. Good point. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. You've been listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed podcast. I'm Scott Papp, the Dean of Blogonomics and Podology, along with Michael Rotkin, the SEO champion, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.